It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Fact, we all love video doorbells. Voice assistants have changed our lives. We now control our home with a touch. Indoor and outdoor cameras help us keep watch. We want to guard our lives and hold tight to our loved ones everywhere. And you know what's better than all these things by themselves? All these things together from the most trusted name in security, ADT. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety. But with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal, just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The Normal Maker, new from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to today's show, Gina Gardner and Friends. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have Mills Gray with me today. Hi, Mills. How are you? Hi, I am good. Thank you. Just saying, enjoying the sunshine, which has been a bit of a rarity, hasn't it, so far this year? <laughs> it has indeed. Before we get started, I just want to share with our listeners a little bit about you. Um, Mills Gray is a leadership coach. We have lots and lots in common, do I and Mills. She helps founders, coaches and service providers grow their business, get more clients and create greater impact. Uh, she's a multiple six-figure business owner. She was 14 years an entrepreneur, sold her first business in 2018. She's one of the top 2% mentors for a health and wellness brand and a mum to two girls. My goodness me, you've been a big girl, haven't you? <laughs> I always get surprised when I hear it as well, because when you write it, you're kind of like, oh, what have I done? You're packing it all into a few sentences. But yes, I suppose I have done quite a lot in, in my, I suppose, career business life and actually before that. But yeah, it's, um, it's always nice to hear back. You're like, oh, yeah, very impressed. I think it's okay to be impressed as well. I'm like, I think so too. It's like I've just been writing an article, um, and sometimes I go back to the articles I've written, and I have no memory of actually writing them. And I think, oh, that's good. Uh, did I write that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually often go back to. Um, Oh, I mean, I was at school years and years and years ago, but uh, we had a careers advisor teacher. She was specifically for career advice. And she always used to just roll her eyes at me and kind of imply that nothing ever would, you know, I was never going to be destined for anything great. And uh, I always, whenever I hear my bio, I always think of her. Isn't that nuts? Like Dude, I remember her name. And it's actually come up in quite a few interviews with people who have made amazing success of their lives that how often a teacher or a parent has said in their early days, we're not going to amount to much. Hmm. And actually one of the guys I was talking to quite recently said, 
you know, I'm really grateful for that teacher because in that moment I decided I'm going to show you. Um, yeah. Mine wasn't so much in the moment. I almost okay. agreed with her. <laughs> that's the sad and thing. I, that's the danger, isn't it? That when you do agree with somebody who puts you down and limits you, if that becomes your belief, mm. then that's really tricky. Mm. And it's only when you become aware, in fact, that's what the article was about, it only when you become aware that you have an opportunity to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to backtrack. Mm. Um, before we get going in our general conversation, we could talk for England, the UK, probably the world. Um, <laughs> so share with our listeners a bit about your story. How have you come to, to be this amazing, successful woman? Um, well, thank you. And uh, that's nice to hear. I um, I suppose I have to do really go back to school and... Um, uh, I'm I'm dyslexic, so uh, back donkeys years ago, you were just really sort of put in a box of being not the brightest. It was never dis you know discussed that actually you just think in things in a completely different way, um, and sort of so what was my limiting belief is actually my superpower now, and um, so I did I sort of ticked the boxes. I went to, you know obviously went to school, um, I got into uni and I got in through a side door. It was brilliant. Um, uh, I got in doing something called an HND, which all my friends used to take the mickey out of me, saying it stood for have no degree. <laughs> it was actually half a degree, um, and that was fine. I got in so I was like cool I'll just do the thing that my parents want me to do and that everybody else is doing apprentice apprenticeships were around but that just wasn't really on my radar and then halfway through my first year they said oh we're gonna um change this and you can do a, a BA honours which just in my mind meant great I've got one more year at uni one more year to party <laughs> and uh and so anyway I left uni I did scrape through getting a degree um just and um I fell into sales and I fell into sales because really I went to see a recruitment consultant and she said oh you're quite chatty you'd be great at selling and that is literally it that is how I got a job um and I worked for the Financial Times which is um for anybody who doesn't know what that is um it's it's a financial newspaper quite an established newspaper very prestigious very prestigious and um I remember thinking oh my goodness like I failed my mass GCSE which is like uh you know th the exams you do when you're 16 I failed that four times so I laughed because I was like oh my goodness I'm working for a financial newspaper <laughs> and I don't I can't really add up but I didn't need to it was all to do with selling um and so I did do that and I really enjoyed it and it did actually give me a really good insight into kind of business and corporate life and it was in the um late 90s uh very beginning of early 2000 and so it, there was this real boom of kind of selling world where people were making kind of crazy amounts of money and it was real old school you know it was very male um dominated and if people did well in a cell they'd like ring a bell it was it's kind of like the movies you watch like not quite the wolf of wall street but it, it was <laughs> it was quite it was quite uh, hedonistic and and lots of like very masculine energy um which is fine because i do have that I, I do have that drive um but anyway to cut a long story short i i was a um, a victim of of a, of a of a 
a violent attack in London mm-hmm. and I decided that I just I was you know I was young and I just thought what am I doing here let's just go and enjoy myself and I literally just left I left the sort of big wide corporate world and went and traveled I thought I was just going to take like six months off come back and go back into corporate um, but six months turned into three and a half years and I became a scuba dive instructor living in Thailand and Malaysia and Australia Egypt and these amazing countries teaching scuba diving and really enjoying what I was doing and I got this like taste of freedom and I was like my goodness there's so many people here who haven't prescribed to that normal, uh, what we're encouraged to do way of life. And, um, and I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed meeting these people. I thought they were super fascinating. And I like the fact that they'd sort of rebelled against, I mean, saying rebelled against society is a little bit dramatic, but they just had taken different paths and were really enjoying themselves. And so I sort of stayed on that path for a while. And then when I came back to the UK, um, my father had moved to Portugal and he was a real entrepreneur. He always had been a, you know, very much about working for yourself. And he offered to kind of start with me a business, um, which was a painting holiday company in Portugal. And, um, and so I did that. I was like, yeah, I can get people there. Like that was my thing is like, can I do it? Yeah you know, show me an opportunity. I can get, I can get people there. I'm very much a yes person. Um, And that was the start really of my, of my business journey. And from there, um, I then uh, got an opportunity to take over a business in retail, which I did. That's the business that I sold. Um, I got an opportunity to work um, within a health and wellness brand, which I did. And I've been doing that for several years. I've kind of petered out of doing that now, but um, for a good seven years, I was, you know, mentoring and, and helping people to establish their businesses. And so coaching and mentorship just came as a real natural, obvious thing to do. Um, And I have now gone from, I suppose, I want to say three or four different businesses, which some people say that's absolutely crazy. How can you do any well if you're doing lots? Um, And there's an element that I kind of agree with that. But I think if you've got the right systems in place, you you can do more than one. I've gone from four to one. And it's given me a whole new energy because it's my sole focus. And, um, and so at the moment, I'm just saying at the moment, cause knowing me, something will come along and I might, you know, take a little side eye at what that is. But at the moment I'm just solely focused on my coaching and mentorship and I love it. So, yeah, so that's kind of in the nutshell, how I got to today. <laughs> We've got so much to explore, but we're going to go to a short break now. When we come back, I want to first of all examine what are the lessons that you've learned out of your experiences? So don't go away, listeners. Lots more to come. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped me get to the first day of my career, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from my service helped me buy my first home. And I take pride knowing I will be the first to respond if my community ever needs me. To learn more, visit nationalguard.com. 
Travel is part of the American way of life. When we're on vacation, we keep an eye out for anything that looks out of place. <laughs> Miss your bag. When we travel from city to city, we pay attention to our surroundings. Everyone plays a role in keeping our community safe. Whether you're traveling for business or pleasure, be aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Welcome back. So Mills, you shared with us before the break a huge range of experiences that you telescoped into, uh, into a, a, you know, a relatively short number of years. Um, I laughed when you talked about the fact that it's years ago since you were at school. It's a lot more years ago since I was at school. Um, and when I look at you, you know, here I see a, a vibrant young woman who um, is doing amazing things. But what were the lessons that you took out of your experiences that would be of value, I think, to our listeners? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, I suppose the first one is don't let somebody who doesn't even really know you or know how to uh, how to even kind of, um, you know, they don't know anything about you they may not even know how to spell your name don't let them determine what you should or shouldn't do so don't be put in a box by somebody who doesn't really know you um which leads me to that kind of trusting your intuition i knew that corporate life was not for me i knew it wasn't i didn't even like wearing the clothes that i had to wear they just they weren't me. Um, and so it was about trusting, trusting that, that pull, that, that gut, whatever you want to call it. If that's there and you ignore it, I'm, I don't think that life delivers you the right opportunities. Whereas if you go for that, trusting that gut, let's just call it your gut, um, then things can be presented to you. So, so don't, you know, don't let anybody put you in a box. That's the first, that's the first one. Um, I think the second one is, um, you know, you might surprise yourself. You might surprise yourself. I think a lot of the time we, we condition to be like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But I think you can pretty much learn anything along the way if it, if it aligns with you, if it, if it lights you up, if you are enjoying yourself, if you're finding joy in life, then you will probably be able to learn something. So if you're sitting here thinking, oh, I'd love to do something like that, but I don't know what I could do, then really sit with what is it that you like to do? That's the first thing. What is it that you like to do? Start to do it a little bit more and see what, see what opportun opportunities are presented to you. Um, and then say yes say yes be more yes just be more yes to everything be more yes isn't it interesting you know the the don't let people put you in a box how many people are conditioned by a chance remark that says you're stupid or that you can't mm. and how for some people that keeps them stuck in that victim to circumstance if you like the whole of their lives mm. you know they that that chance remark becomes a belief which then continuously limits them from trying to get outside the box because they're frightened what people think um what if I fail mm -hmm. um what if it's difficult mm -hmm. um and as a result they stay in that cage yes that keeps them playing small 
Definitely. And, and I mean, I, you could say it's people pleasing, but I don't think people often recognize it as people pleasing, but you're, you're almost, it's, you know, it's quite hard work to go against the grain to do something different because you will have a lot of resistance along the way of people saying, Oh, I wouldn't do that. And, or oh, gosh, aren't you brave or, um, and that, takes courage to be able to go well actually you know you probably could do that but I'm going to do that and a lot of the time people just want to fit in and want to go in the direction that everybody else is going in because it's it's kind of almost seen as safer um I'm sure lemmings believe that going with the crowd is safer yeah until they go over the cliff you know yeah um it's interesting that you talked about the externals, you know, people pleasing. Mm. And I think that's a huge part of this. But I also think that part of it is that we, many people are very, um, their fear means that they, the internal dialogue about pleasing, what they see as pleasing themselves is, I'm only safe enough to do this, or I, it, you know, that's too much of a of a jump. Mm. You know, we talk about comfort zones, and I think very often it's useful. A friend of mine, Lizzie Bernthal, talks about familiarity zones, and you know, we stay with the familiar even when it's uncomfortable. And I think you know, if you're listening to this and you are in a job that you hate. And you're worried about the mortgage and, you know, how do you feed the kids? And those are huge considerations, aren't they? It's very different when you're young and carefree. Yes. I yes. Never... And I think that's a really good point. You know, I was fortunate enough to not have dependents. I could just go and do that thing. And I know that there are some people who might be listening, going, well, I'm in a completely different stage of life. But. I always think there are, if you're open to looking outside of that kind of linear perspective, look at, look at it from a different angle, you might find something that you can incorporate into your, let's just say, slightly mundane job that you don't really like. And what other opportunities are presented to you? Because as soon as that happens, as soon as you have that awareness and that ability to look at something in a different light, I then believe that opportunities arise. You know, perspective becomes our truth, doesn't it? It's not the only truth. Again, there's so much within that that, you know, I've worked with so many clients who come to me and say, I don't like what I'm doing, but I can't afford to let go. And I said, you know, it's this very black and white, either or. I'm either in full-time work or I'm working for myself, rather than looking at initially a hybrid, you know, that you can have a full-time job and you start to do something, work on something that you really enjoy and then build that up to the point where you can afford to do it. But also this business of opportunities present themselves when you see the possibilities. I was talking to, um, to someone who mentors me, um, is my spiritual mentor, and we were looking at an image of uh, one of these Chinese good luck frogs. And from the side view, you could very plainly see that there was a coin in the frog's mouth. But when you looked at front view, initially, it didn't look as if there was a coin there. Mm -hmm. You had to really look in order to see that thin slither of metal, which was the coin. And I think so often we get 
completely stuck because our perception is just looking at things in one particular way. And if you can take it from a front view to a side view as something different, mm. those opportunities present themselves, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think perhaps if you're stuck, which lots of people could, you know, say, yeah, I'm stuck, is go and I would actually suggest go and do something that is completely random to maybe something that you've ever done before. Like for me, when you were talking about that, uh, I was thinking of like, oh, I remember when I did a sound bath the other day, it was the most incredible sound. I do lots of uh, different types of energy healing. And, um, and I said to, I said to the instructor, I said, you know, that every session I ever do, I'm, I, I go into this different realm and I love it. And then when I come back, there's this irritation. I feel irritated. I feel irritated that it's not quite finished. I feel irritated that there might be other people around me, which is not really like me. And she just said, oh, that's just because you've gone into a 5D dimension and now you're back into like your body. And I was like, oh, that's a really different way of looking at it. And so if you're a bit stuck, go do something like that so that you give your body an opportunity or your consciousness to just expand. And you never know what kind of idea might come to you where you come back and you're like, Curiosity, I think that's the thing. We've got to go to another break, but I'd like to explore this more when we come back. So listeners, don't go away. Are you going to join us in the fifth dimension? We'll be just a minute. <laughs> what is it, Julia? Why are you so excited, honey? Oh, oh hey, do, you, do you want to use your talker? Oh, with Julia's autism, using a talker can help her find the words she wants to say. My dog. Oh, you want to do something with Rose, Julia? Do you want to play catch with Rose? Oh. <laughs> I think Rose is excited to play catch too. <laughs> oh, Julia, you show us so many different ways to talk together. <laughs> oh, and play. Good catch, Rose. <laughs> okay, give give Julia the ball. There you go. Okay, throw the ball, Julia. <laughs> for Julia's family, early screening for autism made a lifetime of difference. Find out more at screenforautism.org. Okay, Julia, there you go. Oh, another good throw. That's the way. Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection. And now, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading at unitedthroughreading.org. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. It's my belief that we are at the watershed of a very new era and that many people are feeling a discomfort because the old way of being, the old ways, you know, look at the, if you look at the old institutions, they're not serving us, that, you know, people feel that, that things are out of whack. And I, from that, my belief is that that's part of the growing awareness 
that we are moving forward and that we are developing uh, in a very different way. Be really interested in your take on it. Yeah, I love that um, because I actually feel that the institutions are slightly nervous about it because the spiritual world is is growing because there's more awareness. And actually they do work in synergy together. The reason there's more awareness is because of things like the internet and big tech companies. Um, you're able to discover many more things that perhaps when you and I were kids, that just, did, that just didn't, there was just no opportunity to to know about some kind of amazing spiritual experience in Peru, unless you were in Peru. <laughs> Whereas now that has sort of become much more at the forefront of, of, um, of people's minds or of people's ability to research it and, and see things. And, um, and, and the fact is, is that people have incredible experiences. It can be something as simple as doing cold water swimming, which I've been doing for a year and, absolutely love it but that has given a, a holistic approach to um to healing and um and it's proven and so these sort of these proven techniques that may have been considered a little bit out there and wacky uh are kind of coming to the forefront and and for me i love that i love that more and more people are discovering that there is a potentially just an old, old alternative way of being and thinking and that goes back to my original point of what lessons have I learned is like don't be put in a box of what society think you should be or whether you should or shouldn't you know be in a corporate career or go to university you know I love the whole I love uh, I think I, I once read a book that was called professional troublemaker um by Levy oh I can't remember her surname I'll have to think of it but it's about stepping into that um troublemaker is not the right word but uh, a rebel and rebel in the way of your thinking and for me spirituality kind of fits into that a little bit because it is a little bit rebellious it is a little bit doing something that maybe you shouldn't but again when you dive into it new opportunities come around one of the things that strikes me is i do a lot of work around leadership and, you know, in the past, you know, talking to people about using their intuition, for example, would have been seen as, you know, where's your Indian flowing uh, mm -hmm. your cotton robes? You know, this is a bit out there. It's pink and fluffy. And yet Warren Buffett talks about the fact that he did not listen to his intuition early in his career and it cost him a billion dollars. Um, you know, if you look at, um, you know, the way in which business people now need to operate, things have to change. And, you know, being in, uh, in harmony with oneself, you know, my big thing is you can't lead other people unless you can lead yourself. And leading yourself means knowing who you are. And you are a spiritual being, whether you like it or not. And so exploring that and being curious seems to me really, really sensible. And I know that when I talk to, to business leaders, initially, I might not use the language, but, but actually the essence of it is know yourself, listen to that inner wisdom, make connection with source or God or whatever you choose to call it. And the door of limitless possibilities open up. Mm. And although it's only one element of creating a highly profitable, holistic business, 
it's a really important part of it. Absolutely. And it's what keeps you, for me, it's what keeps me going on a day-to-day -day basis um, is knowing that I've just got to trust the process and that, that the right thing will happen. And that makes me lead better because I think there's definitely the idea that almost like, well, I certainly live this. I have to hustle to get results. That was always the thing. Like the harder I work, the more results I get. The harder I work, the more results I get, which is not true. Um, and I had to really take a step back. And when it comes to leadership, I think the more that you are in tune with the possibility of flow, of um, of, of knowing yourself, of trusting what is right for you, the better you lead. I, I agree with you. It's interesting, you know, I'm talking about, I've worked with businesses since 2004, which is when I left being a head or a principal. And there's been a, a significant shift. And maybe it's just that business leaders who are aligned with that are the ones that have found me. I, I mean, with my business, Gina, uh, Gina Garden Associates, after two years, I didn't ever have to advertise. I didn't market. People found me through recommendation and word of mouth. And I think that's a demonstration that when you are aligned, then things go with ease and flow. So where can people find you? Where you can find me is uh, Instagram is probably the, the biggest place that I hang out, which I'm Mills underscore Gray, G-R-A-Y. Mills, thank you very much for joining me uh, this week. Um, if you're interested in finding out more about me, then go to genuinely-you.com uh, um, or email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-you.com. Thanks for joining me. And please join me at the next time. Uh, in the meantime, be safe. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.